It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to wall. Oh, yeah. Deal gets open for three. Dagger! Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. My name is Quentin Mayo at T-O-Q-M underscore on Twitter. And on Instagram, make sure you go check me out. And uh, my co-host, my very, very favorite co-host in the whole entire world, she is not with me today. That's Becca MVP. Um, she has some family things to attend to, so make sure you keep her in your thoughts and your prayers. So, you know what happened last night? The Washington Wizards beat the Cleveland Cavaliers one nineteen to ninety five. Um. We're not going to really talk a lot about that today. I mean, I know it's, that's a little off the wall, but you know me. I like to do some different things, um, switch it up every so often. And it was the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers won their second game of the season just a night before against Charlotte. I mean, they did blow out Charlotte, but um, that was the second one of the year. It's not really a big thing to brag about. One thing I do have to give props for, though, Bradley Beal is the youngest player to hit 900 threes in NBA history. So we want to give a round of applause. Let me get the round of applause sound effect right now. Put that in there right now. Shout out to Bradley Beal. Youngest player to hit 900 three-pointers. So, here's what we're going to talk about today. I tweeted from Locked On Wizards, and I asked you guys, I said, look, we're going on in 15 minutes. I need hot takes. I need topics. I need to know what you guys want to talk about, what y'all want to do. Um, let's let's. This is all totally participatory. Y'all let me know what y'all want to rock with, and I also tweeted from my account at TOQM underscore, and uh, I got a lot a lot of juicy, juicy stuff to talk about, which is, I, I don't know if you can hear the grit on my face, but I'm excited to address you guys and see what you guys are talking about. So, a little state of the NBA, 
to preface what we're going to be discussing, uh, that guy, Carmelo Anthony, he is not a part. Well, he is a part of the Rockets organization still, but he's not going to be playing for them anymore. So he's basically cut. They cut him, but he's not literally cut yet. I, it's a weird deal, but he's 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 available. Nonetheless, he's available. So just after 10 games, the Houston Rockets let him go, quote unquote. And uh, yeah, you know the Wizards fans. You know DC fans. You know we got to talk about that. And we also might talk about uh, Jimmy Butler's uh, his uh, his night last night. I mean, they lost last night in their first game um, with Jimmy in the starting lineup. So we might talk about that, the state of the East, and uh, I'm ready to get into things. So I'm just gonna scroll down Twitter here. Make sure you guys just bear with me. You know, I'm a I'm a young old soul. It's kind of hard for me to work all this technology sometimes. Okay, so we got Joe Cardoso at Joe Cardoso 301. I'm probably butchering that last name. But he says, what do you guys think about how this blow the team up talk that has been going around the national media? DC family, have a great show. Joe, thank you for the well wishes. Um, I appreciate that. Blow up this team. I think if you if you really think about it, this is something that's been going on Um with the Wizards for quite some time now. Like, it seems as though every single year since Wall and Bill have been around, it's been blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. Um, it's always been talk. I wouldn't put too much um, emphasis on it right now. I mean, if the team was going to blow up, it, it's going to take a lot to blow this team up. You can just see, even after this very slow start, nothing has changed. Uh, Ted Leonsis is not going to get rid of anybody um, off of a whim. So, and now the Wizards are now on a three-game winning streak. Uh, albeit that it is against some teams that are very, you know, inferior. And these are games that the Wizards could have beat or teams that the Wizards could have beat early on, like Orlando. They lost Orlando the first time. They got their revenge. Then they beat um, they beat Miami and they beat um, who they beat? the Cavaliers. So these are teams they play Brooklyn tomorrow. These are teams that they should have been beating all along. They lost to Sacramento on the road. You know, Sacramento is shaking up to be a, a pretty decent team. They've lost to some teams on the road. So if it was going to blow up, it would have blown up back then. And it's definitely not going to blow up now in the midst of a three-game winning streak. So the blow it up talk has always been around. Um, and I think that's more specifically um, geared towards John Wall and Bradley Beal. I think that's the more spe specific two in that realm of the blow it up. But if anything, I think it's the Auto Porter portion that needs to get more focus. I mean, you got Auto Porter who had a very good game last night, but it was against the Cavs. Everybody had a good game. Auto Porter is making over $100 million, and uh, he's just not getting it done. He's, I think, is he to get his average above 10 points per game? Let's see. So he's at 10.6 points per game. You know, he's making $100 million plus. You can't just be averaging 10 points per game. So if anything, you know, Auto, they got to see how to move that contract maybe and or if he doesn't uh, start to perform or get the touches, you got to see what's going on with that. But the blow it up with the wall and bill, not going to happen, guys. Not going to happen. I got my boy Cameron Mingo. Cameron Mingo. Y'all know Cameron Mingo. He's a um, loyal DC family person. Um, I'm actually in that fantasy basketball league he started in. I'm taking L's right now. So I'm trying to try to pick it up. I had to pick up a few guys last night. And uh, I think I picked up Terrence Ross last night. Totally unrelated. Picked up Terrence Ross and he hit that game winner. So, yeah, shout out to Terrence Ross. So, Cameron says, you think that Troy Brown should try out for the G League team? This is a weird, weird situation because there were reports today. I think the G League team, the Go-Go, they have a game in Wisconsin. And um, I believe he did not travel. I know that for a fact. He did not travel. Um, but... It's, a, it's just a weird situation. Thomas Bryant played with the Go-Go in Wisconsin, but Troy Brown stayed back. 
and it's it's weird because he he has a high iq and you would love to see more of him especially you want to see more of him against the cavaliers i mean they were up by 22 and um it took drew gooden yelling at yelling put troy in from the crowd for um the rookie to get up off the bench and get get some time uh above get some time in the game excuse me i got tongue twisters going on get some time in the game last night against the Cavs when they're up by 22 with four minutes left so you want to see Troy Brown because you want to see what you've invested in. You want to see what you drafted. He's shown great maturity on the court for his young age, um, ball handling ability, his size, his defensive uh, prowess, things that you that you want to see on a team. It's just hard to work that in. So should he should he go to the go go? I don't know. I mean, I like how he is practicing with the go go to get some extra practice time and to get some reps in. But he's staying with the Wizards. If and if he's still staying with the Wizards, I. I'm going to go out on, not even go out on the limb. I think Scott Brooks likes him. He's looking for ways to get him in the rotation. But Scott Brooks in this rotation is actually in shambles right now. He's really trying to nail some things down before he starts inserting like a rookie to get some minutes in. So once he gets this bench, this bench, um, bench deal figured out and the staggering between Wall and uh, Bill, then I think Troy Brown's going to get some PT. I also think it's good that he's hanging around the older guys, the veterans, so he can grow up faster than what his age is showing. And, um, you know, just just try to get around those guys that have been doing it. I think he will get in uh, inserted sooner rather than later. I think Scott Brooks just has to nail his rotations down. And he might come in and, and, and get some tick. I think he'll get some tick. So I like how he's practicing uh, with the go-go, but also still staying with the team. I am a fan of that. Now I got my boy Trey, real Mr. Perfect. He said, thoughts on the Carmelo Anthony release. Woo. Should I get into it right now, folks? I'm a, I'm a, we're gonna we're actually gonna dive into that after break because I don't want to be rushed on that. I want to talk to y'all. I want to present something to y'all because y'all are blowing my mentions up as we speak about that. We're gonna go to break after this next tweet I read and discuss. And when we come back, we're definitely gonna discuss Carmelo Anthony. So um, I'm seeing Wizards on a three-game losing streak. My boy Harj, the MVP, he says go back to losing. Let's get this number one pick. So he's in full tank mode. Um, I don't know how many people are. I've joked around about that, about tanking and getting Zion Williamson or getting RJ Baird or something like that. Definitely don't think the majority of DC family is behind that. If the Wizards can utilize the talent that they have, um, get in the playoffs and make a run, that's ultimately the goal. So I don't think any tanking will be going on here. Mm. Guys, my mentions are blowing up. I got people killing me on Twitter right now, but I got some people agreeing with me. So we're going to take a quick, quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss Carmelo Anthony to D.C. We'll be right back. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Welcome back to Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Quinn Mayo. Usually Beck is here. She's not here today. She had to tend to some family things, so make sure you keep her in your thoughts and your prayers. This is the moment we've all been waiting for, people. No, it's not KD to DC. It's not Paul George to DC. Carmelo Anthony to DC. Now, I'm going to present to you a correlation. Should I talk about the tweets versus sharpers? I think I'm gonna let me present to you this correlation. I tweeted out this tweet, and y'all are y'all are really butchering me. I said Paul Pierce had his veteran time in DC. Why not Carmelo? You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Why not Carmelo? Get the Carmelo experience. It's the same thing. It's not like they haven't done it before. They brought Paul Pierce. Why can't Carmelo come get some bump? in the district so i'm just gonna look through some of these tweets really quickly and then i'm gonna break down why i think the wizards you know should take a chance on the old geezer the old shooter so i got my boy justin cosing 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 i'm probably butchering his name too i'm terrible with the names he says to my tweet please no Okay, I can respect that. My boy Trey, room is the perfect. Again, he's giving me the conceited little lips like the, ah, I don't know, Gif. He sent me that. Yeah, I don't think he's behind it either. I got my boy D-H or D7H Hayes. He sent me a video from the Boondocks basically saying like, what is this guy thinking? This is a terrible move. That was the gist of the video. One lovely lady C, she's sending me the Shannon Sharp, no, 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 Gif. She says no. My boy, I rep DC Sports. He tweets at me, he said, Pierce was a leader. And to that I say, Pierce was also 36 years old. And we'll get into that as well. My boy, Ambition Rise. He said, if they can all act right, then why not? And that tweet came in response to, hmm, Dwight and Carmelo in the same locker room? Definitely got to think about that. And I said to that, you know, people said the same thing about Dwight Howard and John Wall. And Dwight's been a good locker room guy thus far. So, I don't think it's a. I don't think the chemistry is going to be in terms of locker room and attitude. I don't think it's going to be that off. I mean, we didn't hear anything about that in, in in Houston. I mean, he he didn't have enough games to really display that. But in Houston, it was just a performance thing. I guess they didn't like how he was performing. The entire team, if the season ended right now, they wouldn't make the playoffs. So the entire team is lacking. I just feel as though they made Carmelo Anthony the fall guy, and he's not the main reason why this team is not succeeding. When you replace. Luke Mabahamute, a great perimeter and interior defender for his size and his position. We replaced Trevor Reza. Wizards fans, y'all know about Trevor Reza. He can shoot the three well, and he can play defense extremely well. We replaced both of those two guys with Carmelo Anthony. You're going to lose some prowess on the defensive end. I mean, that's just the that's just the fact of the matter. So, um, so yeah, that's what happened. It's not all his fault, and you also have to remember... Um, James Harden was hurt for a lot of the a lot of the games that they played this far. This team is just not clicking on all cylinders. You got it. You're struggling with injuries, struggling with flow, and you can't stop people and you can't score as well as you were last year. I mean, Carmelo Anthony's been made the fall guy. So I got um, who is this? Chief of Sassy Fato Sadio. I'm probably butchering that too. She gave me the eye emojis. Yamahimi season. Darren B. Hoop says there are so many reasons why this would not work. My boy Derek, good dude. He said this is bad. Carbon Primo sends me the uh nah gif. And Verg the dog says to my tweet, exactly. He agrees with me. Now let's get to the nitty-gritty. Got through those Twitter things. I had to get my shout-outs in there. Um Paul Pierce joined the Washington Wizards in 2013. Okay. 2013-2014 season. He was 36 years old. And I said to myself, I said, look, it's not like the Wizards haven't added a veteran like this, a veteran, a scorer, shooter. 
Not like they haven't added one of these veterans before in their career. And it, I mean, it turned out pretty well, I guess. I mean, Paul Pierce had his time in DC. But I said, I wonder how his stats, that being Paul Pierce, I wonder how they compare to Carmelo Anthony currently 10 games in. You know, if they were to add Carmelo Anthony at 34 years of age to the Wizards, you know, what, how would that compare to when Paul Pierce came in here? So, shout out to basketballreference.com because they're always looking out. They're always looking out for me with these stats. I'm looking, and I want y'all to just listen to listen to a few things for me now. Paul Pierce was 36 years old the year before he joined the Washington Wizards. He averaged 13.5 points per game. For the peanut gallery in the back, how many points per game do you think Carmelo Anthony is currently averaging? Nope, take your time. You got it? Paul Pierce is, I mean, Carmelo Anthony is currently averaging 13.4 points per game hmm huh are we are we on to something are we on to something i don't know let's go here turnovers now y'all want to talk about mellow the wizard brought in paul pierce and he was averaging two turnovers two the year before he joined the wizards paul i mean carmelo anthony is averaging less than one 0 0.8 0 0.8 and Carmelo's playing more minutes than Paul Pierce at this time. Just think about it. I'm just I'm just begging you guys to think about it. Just think about it. Carmelo's averaging 0.7 blocks per game. Paul Pierce, 0.4 at the time. Paul Pierce is averaging a steal. Melo is not averaging a steal. <laughs> Let's not even, we're not even gonna really jump into defense. Y'all know that. But everything is pretty much the same. Assists, 0.5. Paul Pierce is averaging 2.4 at the time. Okay. Total rebounds. Paul Pierce is averaging 4.6 rebounds. Melo's averaging 5.4 rebounds. Paul Pierce was shooting 82% from free throw. Melo, not so well, though. He's shooting 68% from the free throw line. And then I'm looking at field goal percentage. I'm looking at field goal percentage. Paul Pierce averaged 37% from three. Carmelo, 32% from three. He was shooting, this is Paul Pierce, 45% from the field. Carmelo was shooting 40% from the field. All I'm saying is, I'm not, they should, they don't have to do it. But I would not be surprised if they did. I mean, just think about it. You got to have something to sell tickets. I mean, the, the Redskins aren't the only team that's mad about not selling tickets in D.C. The Wizards ain't selling no tickets. So, you bring in another shooter. A guy like Carmelo Anthony. which It's kind of like one of those guys like Jeff Green who's way overdue to join the Wizards. Like, let's be honest. Like, he should have been on the Wizards probably two years ago. No. So, that's my comparison. I'm not saying they should. But it's not like they haven't done it before so in, in all honesty let's be real here for a second i think one thing that paul pierce and carmelo anthony have in common is their experience they're both they're both veterans um now is carmelo anthony a leader in terms of how good paul pierce was a leader no i don't think Paul Pierce is one of those guys who has an innate ability to lead. He played on the team with some very good leaders. He played with KG, he played with Rondo. You know, he played on a group, good group of guys under Doc Rivers. That was a good team. That was a solid team. They communicated well. Um, I don't think Carmelo's ever been deemed that leader. I mean, he's been one of those guys, like kind of like um, Dwight Howard. He's been a locker room guy. People have complained about him in the locker room, say he's kind of selfish. But, I mean, it's not like Scott Brooks is calling plays anyway. Like, let's be completely honest. Somebody in my, in my mention said something about too much iso ball. Too much iso ball and we don't need any more iso ball so carmelo wouldn't fit our system well well what system what system do if it, i will give 60 dollars to anybody that can tell me what system 
the, 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 the Wizards run. You know what system Scott Brooks calls? A pick and roll. You know what system I could call if I was out there? A pick and roll. Pick and roll is not a system, ladies and gentlemen. Pick and roll with John Wall against an inferior team like the Cavs looks so good until you play a team that can switch faster like Boston, like the Raptors, like these other teams that you have to compete with to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. So we're not running an intricate X and O offense here that Paul Pierce can't. And I'm not saying that's good. or I'm not saying it's good that we're not doing that. It's terrible. It's terrible that there's no diversity on the offensive end, especially in play calling. But if you're going to run this system and have a lot of times where you have guys getting last second shots after getting the ball passed to them by John Wall after a failed pick and roll, or you got a lot of ISO ball and a lot of ISO shots, contested shots, rough shots, tough shots that need to be made, I mean, why not bring a Carmelo Anthony? Like, let's just say it. Why not bring Carmelo Anthony? I'm not against it. He wouldn't cost you a whole bunch of money. And, uh, yeah, that's that's my spiel on the Carmelo Anthony deal. Now, we're going to take one more break. And when we come back, we're going to look towards this game against Brooklyn on Friday. Can the Wizards get four straight wins? And also, how did Jimmy Butler do last night in his, his debut with the process? We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. Quinn Mayo here. I'm still here. Thank you for tuning in. With about a couple minutes left in the show, I want to look at Jimmy Butler. I want to see what we saw. I want to see how the competition around the league is shaking up. So, Jimmy Butler last night, you know, the team lost to um, the Orlando Magic on a very, very crazy Crazy game by my boy Terrence Ross. Wizards fans know about Terrence Ross. Y'all know. So they lost the Sixers. That was the 111 to 106. Um here's here's what I think right off the bat. Here's what I think. I think this team lost too much shooting. I think the Sixers lost too much shooting. When you get rid of Robert Covington and you get rid of um Dario Sarge. You already got rid of Ilya Sova. It's it's rough. It's rough to compete. And this is a league that you're going to have to be able to shoot the ball. You're going to have to be able to shoot the ball and put up some numbers from behind the arc. And this team is just not built to do so. So um, do I put them at, in the top two in the Eastern Conference? No, I do not. I think my top two in the East right now, number one, I really like the Raptors. I love what the Raptors are doing. You bring in Nick Nurse as a Dwayne Casey replacement, quote unquote. Nick Nurse has been on that staff ever since Dwayne Casey got the job. He knows what the team, he knows what the team, how the team was run. He knows what Dwayne Casey would have done. So he was 
pretty much the best guy to, for that job. They're not really falling off there. He just has to get people to continue to do what they're doing and just work in Kawhi Leonard, who was at one point one of the best two players in the league. And then you're adding veteran Danny Green. Danny Green from a team that was in the he, – he played for Popovich. He knows how to be a pro. He knows how to do his job and get shots. Kyle Lowry, Ibaka, Van Fleet, Van Fleek. <laughs> you got a good roster there. Um, you got some good pieces. So I really think that team, and especially what Kawhi can do on the defensive end of the ball, it's incredible. Um, it's absolutely incredible. That's the best team in the Eastern Conference right now, and it's not close. Not close in my opinion. Number two, I'm going to go Boston. I know Boston is struggling. They're struggling with incorporating the um, the different rotations. You still got Kyrie Irving and, and Jason Tatum. It's, it's not really solidified how they can coexist right now. Either one night Tatum is going off and Kyrie's lacking, or the next night Kyrie's going off and Tatum's lacking. So it's rough. It's rough, and um, Brad Stevens has a job on his hands to get those guys to be able to go off at the same time and maximize what that team has. And you got things like Terry Rozier. He said he wants more minutes. He thinks he's a starter. He should be a starter. And he thinks he can go somewhere and get decent money to start. So you got that dynamic. And you also got Gordon Hayward. He's come back off an injury. So he's slowly trying to work in there. But um, I still think that team is so deep. I think they're so talented. They can shoot so well. And they can play great defense. Um, that's the second best team in the Eastern Conference. And third, people want to say the 76ers. Have you seen what Giannis Antetokounmpo has been doing with those Milwaukee Bucks? <laughs> he's an MVP favorite. To win. He's a favorite to win the MVP. That's the same thing. He's an MVP favorite right now. That team is nasty good. They're so long. Physical on defense. You got Brooks Lopez down low. He can he can lock the paint down. And you got Chris Middleton getting buckets. Shoot from anywhere on the floor. That team is good. That team is really good. So I would go one, two, three. Raptors, Boston, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Which is weird because I thought this was the year that the Bucks and the Wizards would, would be fighting for like that four, five slot. But the Wizards have regressed, at least thus far this season, and the, and the Bucks have gotten significantly better. So I will have the 76ers after that at four, the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. I just think it's too much loss. It's too big of a loss of shooting on the shooting end. You do become a very, very good defensive team, and then now you make Ben Simmons. He, he only has to be your third best player instead of your first or your second best player, which is a good third best player to have. So I think that team is the fourth best in the East. And if they do trade for a shooter, they need one. They need one bad, if, whether it be um, Kyle Korver after he returns from injury or if they try to come and pick Markeith Morris for the veteran four, um, veteran, four, veteran forward job that can also shoot from downtown. It'd be something to see and see how that process is faring um, after All-Star break or so. So that's all I got for today. I think I covered pretty much everything. Not a lot to talk about the Wizards versus the Cavs last night. I think it's it should be understood that um, this team should beat the Cavaliers, and they did what they were supposed to do. So that's the more com commendable story here. Um, but, yeah, they beat up on a bad team. They have Brooklyn coming up tomorrow night. Make sure you tune in and let me know your thoughts on Twitter. Again, I am Quinn Mayo at TOQM underscore. We are Locked on Wizards at Locked on Wizards. And make sure you also go check out Locked on NBA Net. A lot of great, great stuff on the Locked On Network. Anything you're looking for, you can find it. You got draft podcasts. You got fantasy podcasts. You got NFL, NHL, college, whatever you're looking for. Go check that out. Locked On Network. We miss Becca, but it's been your boy Q. And I'll be back next time. DC, DC family. family. I'm out of you can get the biggest Chanel back in the store if you want it. I gave them the drill, they sucked it up, I got them on it. I bought a new paddock, I had to watch so I two tone. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.